0: My girlfriend, who's my wife now. Oh, was, really? Was, we, we lived Does she the,
1: know about this? No. She doesn't know that you have yeah. a girlfriend and it's her? No. Oh, dude, you better clean that up.
0: Well, also, when she finds out that she's my wife, she's going to wonder about this girlfriend that I have. Dude, this
1: is getting messy. Yeah. Dude, clean it up, dude. You don't want your wife to leave you for the girlfriend. No. Because then you'll be stuck with the wife.
0: That's right. So, she's back in New York at the apartment. And With your wife? No, the girlfriend. Okay. It's yeah. Getting messy, but yeah.
1: okay. So, But she would. she's going to be the wife.
0: She will someday be the wife.
1: But at this point, she's the girlfriend. She's just the girlfriend. Does she know
0: she's going to be the wife? No idea. Well, I think she has an inkling.
1: Okay, so now you have to tell her about the girlfriend. Yes. <sighs> okay. Relationships are not easy, but keep going.
0: And so... Riding down the Harland Highway. All right, hold tight on the Harland Highway Show. Harland Williams.
1: This is your third time yes, here, it's bro. Sophia. Great Fitzsimmons. At-trick. Patrick. Patrick McSimmons, man. Let's hit the theme music. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, now that's right. You on the Harland Highway Punk with Greg Fitzsimmons. And I hope you don't mind. I do that in Cajun. I do like a Cajun slant to my the way I talk. Yeah. Has anyone said your name in Cajun before?
0: No, it's the first time. It felt good.
1: Greg You like that?
0: Yeah, it's good. So you take out all the consonants. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. It's got a. It's got a. Like it's kind of smooths your name out because Greg Fitzsimmons. It's sort of hard.
0: Greg? How about that? Greg? Yeah, it's hard. Very hard. hard. But yeah. when
1: you caging it up and just go, yeah. it really like.
0: Well, Harlan Williams is already caged up without yeah, even doing yeah, anything to it. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sounds like hardware.
1: You know that didn't sound so much Cajun as it sounded mentally challenged.
0: <laughs> They're not the same thing. <laughs> You should open a hardware store, Harlan Williams Hardware. Oh, wow. That would really attract people, I think.
1: Oh, just the name?
0: Harlan Williams Hardware.
1: Harlan Hardware, yeah. Do you get overwhelmed? Like, you ever go to the Home Depot, and you're like, I got to get some stuff, and it's so big. Yeah. You start walking, wandering up and down the aisles, and you almost get, like, sort of depressed and it's like i gotta get out of here it's it's over i get overwhelmed
0: and it's a little bit like pokemon go because you're looking for the orange jackets because that's oh, that's yeah. what's going to save you so you go up and down the or or like pac-man yeah. you're going up and down the aisles right left and you're looking for the orange jackets to to get help to find yeah. out where the phillips head screwdrivers are you know they're 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 making them lefty now the phillips well, what heads. do you mean and some old guy made that joke to me recently in the, in the, at the hospital.
1: They're making screwdrivers lefty? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're neutral, right? Well, I
0: said to the guy, he was, I was in the emergency room with my daughter last week, and she's oh, fine. No. We thought she had appendicitis, and oh, so we got God. to the emergency room at like 11 o'clock at night.
1: By the way, nothing a good screwdriver can't fix. Right. Just...
0: Or a vodka <laughs> tonic. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, oh, is she Okay.
0: Well, we get there, and it's like eleven o'clock at night, and uh, it's you realize why ER was on the air for so many years. There are stories everywhere. This just you know, this woman's in the corner, and she's homeless, and she's got. They gave her a, a plastic bag with a bagel in it, and some, and some, uh, and a, and a, and a coat. And then you've got, like, a, a young woman coming in with a bandage on her head. And, yeah. you know, you've just got all these stories. Yeah. So we're there for, like, four hours. And they're, they're x-raying her and they're doing all this stuff for the appendicitis. And then they finally go, so what have you eaten today? And she's like, I just had, like, a little bit of yogurt. Uh, what about yesterday? Well, at four in the morning, I had some Carl's Jr. I'm like, all right, we'll take the check. We'll a head what? out now.
1: Yeah. She just had a loaf? Yeah. Come on. You had to sit for four hours.
0: Oh, and I can't imagine what the bill is going to be. Are you kidding a, me? For a Carl's
1: Junior Loaf? Yeah. Oh god. Right. Okay. And you had to sit across from Bagel Coat Woman. Yes. yes. And, oh god. And, and
0: a guy who was like 80, 85 years old, sweetest little old man, what? and he's walking back and forth, and the and he and they they ordered a taxi for him. But it was a rainy night. It was during that rainstorm. Oh, wow. And so no taxis were coming. And we were there for an hour. And this guy was, and I finally said to the guy, I go, I'll take you home. I go, where do you live? And he said, Culver City on um, Sepulveda and uh, Pico or whatever. And I said, Oh, by that hardware story. He goes, Yeah, they're selling left handed Phillips screwdrivers now. Wait, the Harlan
1: hardware? Yeah. Wow. So, just so I'm clear, and so they're clear, my listeners, you offered a homeless guy a ride home. Yes. So what's wrong with that? Something's
0: not. I I, did not say he was homeless. What was he? I said the lady with the bag was home. He was just a very old man who didn't have a car.
1: So he was carless. He was carless. Okay. Yeah. But why didn't you offer the homeless lady a ride home? Well, you could have just opened the door and she would have been home immediately. (laughs) Like, you could have just held the door open and said, welcome home. Right, right. Enjoy your bagel. Yes. Wait a minute. So last week was one of the craziest, like, weather systems on record in Los Angeles. Yeah, like, just, it was almost hurricane-like weather and rain and mudslides. And now you've got to trudge out into that because your daughter's got a Carl's Jr. loaf. That's right. Did you ask her at any point? Like, are you sure you just don't have to crack a loaf?
0: No, we asked her, and she had said that she did. She did drop a deuce that day. <sighs> That's how she put it. I don't remember her wordage. You want me to call her? Well,
1: maybe later. Yeah,
0: and so she said that she had. Uh, her, she had moved her her, her bowels.
1: <laughs> God, that sounds creepy.
0: Moved your bowels?
1: Yeah. Just feels like a s like I, I picture a moving truck yeah. with a slogan on the side. Yeah, right. We will move your bowels. Yeah. Allied Moving Company. We're so good, we'll even move your bowels.
0: Moving bowels since nineteen sixty eight. Yeah.
1: We'll move your bedroom, your coffee yeah. table, <laughs> and your bowels. Wow.
0: <laughs> I always pictured it when I was a kid, the first time I heard move your bowels, I pictured a guy. Having a bowling pin coming out of his ass. Oh, I thought it was move your bowls. Oh, God. Yeah. Like a bowling pin.
1: You know, we are close to West Hollywood. You That's probably true. might see some of that on a <laughs> <right>. good Saturday <laughs> right. night if you hang yeah. around that ER much longer. Sure, You'll see. Might get a full strike, yeah. maybe even a or spare. At least the guy picking up a spare. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, okay, so you, you checked in with her. Yeah. And you asked her what?
0: No, the doctor said, what did you eat? Have you eaten? And she said, Carl's Jr. at like 3.30 in the morning. Wow. She's 20, so she goes out all night. And the doctor knew immediately it was just a loaf? He didn't say that, but I said it. And then he said, you know, you look. Why did I say he? It was a she. It was a female doctor. How did you mix that up? Because the orderly, the guy that brought her in at dental testing was a man. And he was very hostile. He had a lot of tattoos. He had Ooh. neck tattoos. Here is the thing about neck tattoos: what? when yeah. we were young, yeah. if you had a neck tattoo, yeah. you were unhireable. You yeah. would not have a job at daytime. Well, it was he, it was only for jobs that started at ten o'clock at night. That was a neck tattoo. If you
1: night. had a neck tattoo, you weren't even out in in public because no. you were behind bars. Right. Right. We didn't we didn't even see neck tattoos. No.
0: no. Wow. And now, now this guy's working, a caregiver? He's a caregiver, which seemed so crazy to me. And he oh. was and he was hostile and he was well built, like he goes to the gym a lot. And I just thought Whoa. maybe he's overcompensating because he was tired of being called a nurse and guys snickering when they said, Oh, yeah. you're a nurse.
1: It's tough to be in a gang when you're a nurse. Yep. You know, you're riding down in the low road, Hey Vartos, you want me
0: to check your colostomy <laughs>
1: bag, man? <laughs> hey. Let me dress that wound there. I just yeah. did a drive-by. Let me dress yeah. that bullet hole, Vartos.
0: Hey, Ese, Wait, put no. on the paper gown.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Gang members in paper gown. And how do you – you don't even have to do a drive-by. You just get a lighter and light it at the bottom and, <laughs> and light them on fire.
0: And the <laughs> other guys are trying to blow them out like a birthday candle. S A. And if it's a Mexican gang, they just fire up the leaf floors. Oh my god. Do you think that's how they put out birthday candles? <laughs> the leaf floor, can with the leaf floor,
1: the whole cake dripping down the wall. <laughs> Make a wish. Although we don't use a fucking leaf blower. That's my wish.
0: My, wi- my wish is that we don't hit the pinata with the rake.
1: But wait, should, should I be so presumptuous? Because when I hear neck tattoo, yeah, isn't that traditionally a Latino gang? Wasn't the Latino this gangs?
0: Was, this guy was not Latino. What was he? He was uh, Caucasian, I believe. He oh, was a white Polish. wannabe.
1: Yeah, That's why he was angry. I don't,
0: yeah. I don't associate, I guess there is a lot of Latinos with the neck tattoos, but I see them on, I see them on all kinds of people. Man.
1: Really? Cause traditionally when they first made an appearance and I'm not even trying to stereotype Latinos. Right. I, I literally, in my mind, the first time I think I ever saw them or had an association with them was seeing them on Latino, like gang members right, or, or right. Latino jailbirds. They had right. the MS 13s and the, yeah, they're, they're kind of intimidating.
0: They are intimidating because it, it really shows that... Well, you know the best is... you know Jason Ellis, the radio? <laughs> That's not how you drink a soda it while broadcasting. It is,
1: well, Daddy does.
0: Did you not breastfeed as a child or something?
1: I suck fed. You suck fed. Yeah, you don't I like was, that on your mom's nipple? On oh, my mom's nipple, I just like... <laughs> And it worked for a while, and then one day I collapsed her forehead. (laughs) I sucked so hard, her forehead caved in, and they had to get the bicycle pump and pop it back out. Really? Yeah. Wow. But wait, so I I don't want to stereotype Latinos, but now I hear that it's a white dude who had the neck tattoo. Right, right. Which in my mind is sort of the Hollywood poser type, where they're not tough at all, It's just instead of earning the stripes to be tough, they just get a tattoo and go, oh, now I'm tough.
0: Well, well. Or was this guy tough? Yeah, but you're a guy that wears motorcycle boots and a leather jacket and you don't have a Harley.
1: I don't? I have a Honda. I have a Honda Shadow. Oh. Well, I had one. I got rid of it recently. Well, then
0: you got to get rid of the boots and the jacket. Well,
1: maybe I'll get a neck tattoo and then we'll see how tough you are then. All right. Funny guy.
0: <laughs> Why did you get rid of the motorcycle?
1: You know what? I just stopped using it. I was like, I was riding it for years and years yeah. and years, and I just sort of, I, I went, you know what? I'm, I'm, I had a good run with it. Yeah. I never got hit. Never
0: got hit. Walk away nope. on top.
1: Walked away. I almost spilled it once. I hit an oil patch on Laurel Canyon, going Ooh. through the hills. I was just cruising along summer day, no water. Oh. I guess somebody's car just. <clears throat> shitted out a little patch of oil and i'm just cruising and i hit it and the whole bike just and i was able to i was able to grab it before it but it just went wonky and i almost went down and i Damn. said you know i've had a good run you know i love it and to be honest this sounds stupid but i hated wearing a helmet uh-huh two reasons i have no chin yeah so they were constantly flying they off would fly right I, off i lost about 600 in, in a year yeah And uh, I just, the whole thing with a motorcycle for me was the wind in the hair, the freedom. And I know, oh, well, that's stupid. You got to be safe. But it just, you know, we're in LA. So half the time it's boiling hot. Yeah. You're basically putting an incubator on your head. I'd take my helmet off and there'd be bird's eggs on my hair, like osprey or like, just it was like an incubator head. That's not true. I don't even know I said that. I feel like an idiot.
0: Would you think about, Gluing hair to the outside of the helmet, <laughs> and then it would still yeah, fly but you in the you, wind? you
1: can't feel the roots. It's you know hair is very right, sensitive. Right, right. Like have you ever have you ever like gone like this in your nose and you can feel a nose hair? Yeah, like that's how sensitive hair is. You can you just little tiny hairs. They feel everything. They're great receptacles. But and,
0: but why did you use the example of your nose when you have a whole head of hair and a goatee? Why why talk about Putting your finger in your nose.
1: Well, just on the tip of your nose when there's a big long nose hair hanging out and you go like that, you dingle it and you can feel it. Like you can feel the root of it up in your nose. So that's yeah. I was using that as an example because you can feel the wind yeah, in your yeah, hair. Yeah, yeah.
0: But didn't you feel it in your nose hair when you were riding the motorcycle? <laughs> I Wasn't did that feel enough? that. But
1: I, you don't have to wear a nose helmet. Right. But yeah, I I, I just, so I, I enjoyed it, but I got, I ended up getting rid of it. Do you ride a bike?
0: I used to have one. I had a dirt bike. Oh, I had a KDX the two fifty when I was a teenager. Did you get air? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We had we had this lot. We lived near a lake and there was this big lot behind the lake so the cops wouldn't come back there and bother you. And we had a we had a big we oh, had a jump was back in the days of evil Knievel, So yeah. we had the a long sloping jump. And and we would uh, we go off it all day. That was oh, fun. Oh, man. Getting air mm-hmm. on a
1: bike. Yeah. It's, it's the best sweet. feeling in the world. Yep, it really is. Okay, so we got to circle back. I want to know how this night ended with your daughter in the middle of a hurricane or the Carl's Jr. loaf. So. Yeah. You you immediately kind of became the doctor. You just went, oh God! As soon as you heard yeah, Carl's Jr., yeah, right, you knew the prognosis was a loaf.
0: If she had said McDonald's, I would have said, okay, could be a number of things. But when you say Carl's Jr., yeah, it's it's a loaf <laughs> that just lays there. Yeah, that yeah, is the yeah. lowest of all yeah. fast. Do you yeah. agree? That's the yeah, lowest I'm, of all yeah, fast I'm foods? I'm with you guys. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That's... What would
0: you say is the Give me your order of top-to-bottom fast food restaurants. Best first, working down to Carl's Jr. Oh,
1: man. I think In-N-Out Burger's got to be the best burger. Number one, yes. Um, Then, gosh. I do like... You ever go to Shake Shack? Yeah, Shake Shack's good. really good. Shake Shack's good. Steak and Shake is good. Not bad. Uh, McDonald's is is good kind of for sentimental reasons yeah. because I think we all grew up on it, and especially as older kids. It was the only really game in town when we were growing up, right. and to go to a McDonald's was a treat. They yeah. weren't on every corner. There was one in every community, but most people from their house to the nearest McDonald's could be seven, eight, nine miles. So when you went, it was like, wow, we're going to McDonald's. So it's, yeah. it's got a real sentimental um player for me i like fat burger
0: fat burger is very good
1: yeah like when you want a real like because they get raw they get fresh beef they yeah. they, they slap it on the grill yeah, right there yeah. so i Smash like fat burger yeah.
0: we used to go to McDonald's. when i was a teenager we go to mcdonald's yeah. and we had projects in our town and the mcdonald's was down in the projects oh wow and so we would go down there and we would go we would be high we did a lot of drugs at a very young age you, and, you did yeah and then we used to go into the dumpster Behind McDonald's because our friend worked there and he's like, you know, we throw all the burgers out every couple hours. <sighs> and we would go into the dumpster and we'd get hot apple pies. Remember the old hot apple pies that were oh, they looked yeah. like an egg roll? Oh. And they yeah. were filled with molten lava. Yeah, they
1: just burned and yeah. even the crust was, was bubbling. It had bubbly. bubbles on it. Yeah, like like you yeah. have like, yeah, petrified molten lava. Like I think Hawaii was built on the back of <laughs> those fucking apple turnovers. Yeah. That's right. It's the same kind of basic
0: That was just that wow. was the greatest. So dish you ate time. out of the dumpster. Well, we grabbed the stuff, and then we would go up to the park, and we would, you know, drink a drink a, an eight pack. But just so
1: I'm clear, it was out of the du- the food was we took out, of the, out of the dumpster.
0: Yeah. Okay. Big Macs, quarter pounds with cheese, fries. And where did it come out of? The dumpster.
1: Remember that lady you saw at the uh, ER room with yeah. the bagel? Yeah. Um,
0: Are you comparing me to well, a homeless person? I
1: mean, she might have been looking back at you and thinking the same thing, guy. You're like, "There's bagel coat lady," and she's like, "There's dumpster McDonald's McGee over there."
0: Dude. She's looking down on me, yeah, because she, she's got a bagel yeah. in, a, in a you know in a nice baggie. dude. Yeah
1: wow yeah i used to i used to dumpster dive as a kid i loved picking garbage oh you did but i would never eat out of it that's crossing the line
0: well it was only food in there that's the thing oh yeah
1: but wait a minute was it one of these scenarios where you actually saw them oh it's like it's here he comes it's the 15 minute mark you see the guy open the door throw it in And then you get it? Or do you just wander up and go, gee, there's probably food in here? No, no, no.
0: We knew the schedule because our friend worked there. So we knew at 3 o'clock they got thrown out.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah.
0: How many would you eat in a setting? I'd have two. And And they were warm. And two hot apple pies. Well, the hot apple pies, I believe, out of of the restaurant would stay hot. For upwards of six and seven hours. Oh, yeah. The, That's how hot they were.
1: Yeah, the pioneers used to use them in the old <laughs> days to warm their beds. That's
0: right. Yeah. Yeah. World War I, they used to launch yeah. them at the French. Oh, yeah. Yeah. God.
1: Unreal. I think they used them on the front of ships to break ice up in the Arctic. Oh, yeah, yeah, Unbelievable. yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. No,
0: they used to use them when during uh, break-ins for drug cartels. They'd oh. break the front door down with them. Oh, with the apple pies? With the apple pies. Oh, God. Mm.
1: Oh, Wow, that's, I don't think I've ever met anyone who's who dumpster dove and ate out of a McDonald's yeah. dumpster. Yeah. Did you get the logs from doing that? You must have had some. I
0: never I, – I be honest with you. Other than a short period of time where I was addicted to opioids, I never had uh, constipation.
1: Wait, wait. You were addicted to
0: opioids? Well, just for about nine months. I got a shoulder surgery. Okay. And this is back in the days where everybody would write scripts for opioids. And so I would get uh, Vicodin and uh, uh, Hydrocodone from different diet. My general practitioner would would write them. And then the uh, surgeon was writing them. And then I think the PT guy was writing them. Dude, you were really addicted to opioids? Yeah. What? How old were you? You know, this was probably eight years ago. What? Yeah. and it feels so good i hate to tell people that because i don't want people to play with opioids like literally i would say don't ever take one because in truth you can take tylenol and you can meditate and you can deal with your pain yeah opioids are so addictive but they feel amazing yeah
1: that's the thing you ever watch that show um what's it called when they uh when they um intervention yeah and you see these drug addicts, and they just go, it's the best feeling yeah. in the world. Like, everything bad goes away. Yeah. And it's such a tempting w- door to walk through. Because yeah. you're like, yeah. wait, all my worries, all my anxiety, everything all just your fear goes away.
0: is gone. But and you can walk like, you could, I could just remember going to events that I didn't want to be at, and taking one, and I could talk to any, like, if you were there, wow. I could talk to you. Wow. Yeah, anybody that you would normally avoid, You can walk right up to and like we could have had like a long conversation. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But now you have to avoid me. No, I'm on opiates right now. It's the only time I take
0: them after some on the highway. I'm nodding out right now.
1: Can I get you a hot (laughs) apple pie?
0: (laughs) What is it about Carls Junior? Do you think Carl also made really bad food or you think it's just his son? Yeah, it might
1: have been just the sun. I yeah. wonder. You wonder if Carl's going. You ruined it. Yeah. Like I wonder if Carl was a really good cook, and then Carl's Junior. They really, it really is not great. No. It it's sort of like I think it's a lot of the Carl's Juniors pops up in the towns that don't have the other franchises.
0: Or, you can tell a neighborhood by, like you were saying oh, earlier. Yeah. You can tell a neighborhood by the by the fast food restaurants. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Is this a new thing, or you always do I've that? always done that. <laughs> always. Didn't you notice that last time? I don't know. I don't remember things. <laughs> but I think Jack in the Box is oh, down there. Uh, yeah. Because I remember Kevin Meany used to talk about Jack in the Box and pulling oh. up, and they go, uh, you want the special sauce? And he's like, well, do you want the secret sauce? And he goes, what's in the secret sauce? Yeah. And they go, it's a secret. And they go, well, then you can keep the secret sauce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: that guy was hilarious he was the too. best he
0: was literally oh, I don't know funny. that I've ever laughed as hard at a human being than I did when he was on stage really uh, I only
1: met him a couple of times oh, and gosh. he he was so funny in that person guy. he was funny was he
0: yeah oh, in per- he was one of my dearest friends he was at oh, my wedding party he was one of my oh, groomsmen oh man
1: he how did he, he died like about what about 12-15 years ago no
0: maybe about 4 or 5 no four. yeah no, it's more than that. No, it's about four years. Really? Yeah, maybe oh. five. What? Well, how did it happen? I forget. He had a heart attack. Up in, he had a country house. Oh no! So he's up there all alone, and you know he was missing, and nobody knew where he was. Oh and, no! Yeah, it was very sad. But I'm very close with his wife and daughter. We talk all the time. And oh uh, man, he yeah. Was- he yeah. was the best. He was hilarious. Oh man. my god! I mean, if you if you are not familiar with Kevin Meaney, your audience, just go to YouTube yeah. and look at some of his appearances on the Johnny Carson show, and especially watch "We Are the World." If you, oh yeah. yeah, his his "We Are the World" was just a, such a killer closer. Yeah. yeah, you know
1: who did that first though was Andre Philip Gagnon. Have you ever seen his no. "We Are the World"? Really. Canadian um, impersonator. No kidding. He went on Johnny Carson and sang We Are the World, and he did every voice. Before Kevin Meany? Before Kevin. It, no and it was shit. a mind-blower. Like the Whoa. guy, he did it on Just for Laughs, and he did it on, on The Tonight Show. And he did it on The Tonight Show, and it made him a star. But he did all the voices. Yeah, because
0: Kevin just lip-synced it. He didn't actually right. sing. Yeah. But
1: this guy, Andre Philip Gagnon, he does every voice, wow. including the women's voices. He That's does the amazing. women. He does Michael Jackson. He does the Jeez. boss. He does everyone. It's it's a mind-blower. Made Damn, him famous.
0: I want to see that.
1: Um, check it out. But I was going to tell you, buddy, because I've been – I've been dealing with a little you're talking about the hospital. Sure. I've been dealing with a little bit of trauma. Um yesterday I was flying and I got molested and I haven't been able to talk to anyone about it. And I I'm need so to get sorry. it out. Really? Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh my God.
1: Like full on molested. Jesus. Yeah. And so i I wanted to vent a little, and maybe you can talk me down, talk me through it. But so this you is... didn't
0: push that light on your seat that says oh. no moleste? <laughs>
1: no, no, it was before I got on the flight. Oh. I went through the thing. Okay, you, we go through se- the security check, right right, right? right, right. So we fly a lot, me and you. We do gigs all the time. Well,
0: no, I mean you go and I go. We don't.
1: We don't go together. We don't go together, right? But we, in our profession, right, fly right, a right. lot. Yeah.
0: And so we try
1: to do things to make that part of the journey easy, more efficient, quicker, expedite ourselves through. So I've got PreCheck, which is TSA TSA PreCheck. And there's this other thing called Clear, Mm -hmm. which is even one step above. Now, do you you, have to go to
0: Scientology for that to get Clear? (laughs)
1: I've already done that, dude. Uh, okay. I've been a Scientologist mm. for years. Yeah. I lo- I love science, marine biology. Can't <laughs> get enough of it. At night, I rub sea cucumber, sea urchin <laughs> all over my naked body. I'm a true Scientologist now. <laughs> Imagine if that's what Scientology was. They just loved science, it's just biology. Oh like, yeah,
0: yeah. The the cre- the crepe cycle. Yeah, you walk crepe in. Cycle.
1: How's your uh, How's your anatomy today, fella? <laughs> Seen any good petri dishes lately? Yeah. yeah. Um but oh,
0: sorry, but you got molested.
1: So I got molested. So I'm. Are you a member? Of the clear? Do you
0: do the clear? No, thing? I do TSA, but I don't have the clear. Do clear? It's well, really? I don't even. I, it's weird.
1: This is so selfish. I I actually stopped telling people about clear because it's so good. Yeah. But why it's, is it
0: better than TSA?
1: So it's cheap as hell. Yeah. It's like people think it's this big thing. I think it's like a hundred and thirty bucks for a year. Yeah. You go to clear, okay? Not every airport has it, but most of the major ones do. You show up at clear, an attendant takes you, they scan your eyes, and then attendant walks you to the front of the line in front of everyone. Everyone just watches you go. And the guards at the line, they just go clear, and they go go through. They don't even ask for your ID. So it's a whole nother level. Wow. So I've got clear and TSA, right? Yeah. So I just, I, I get through an airport in like two minutes with this thing. Plus it, you're
0: white. I am. So white. Me? It doesn't get whiter than Canadian, does it? Well, thank
1: you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, so when's the most, so you get the clear. You so go I got through. the clear.
1: So here's the thing with clear and TSA. Yeah. The whole thing is you go up and out of your way to send in documentation to the government right. so that you're cleared. You're not a threat. You don't have any violent history. You're not on a no-fly list, any of that. that. The whole reason, it's called clear and pre-check so you go through all the x-rays and all the bullshit. Yeah. So I have this thing, but now they have this thing where you'll go through it, and it goes beep, 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 and you're like, wait, I'm telling Oh, you've been randomly selected. Yeah. And I'm going. What's the point of me having clear and pre-check and anything else if I'm going to be subjected to this? Yeah. And it, it happens more than you think. Uh huh. So yesterday I'm going through the airport.
0: Where are you coming from?
1: I'm in uh, I'm in Florida, and I'm going. No, no no I'm in uh, I'm in Dallas. Okay. I'm in Dallas, coming back to L.A. Biggest,
0: second biggest airport in the world. Yeah. DFW.
1: No, but wait a minute. I, sorry, I had to transfer. I was in, I was in, I was in Florida, then to Dallas, okay. and then home. Got it. So, so I started off in Dallas, in Tallahassee, which is a small airport. Sure, and I go through beep, 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 and the guy go, you, "You've been randomly selected." And I said to him, I was irritated. I go, I go, dude, I'm pre checked and clear. Like, isn't the whole reason I did that to avoid this? And he goes, "Sorry, sir, you got to do it." So I go through again, I've already been for the through the first x-ray. Now I gotta get into the big one, the human juicer with the blade that go pretend you're about to be hit by a truck.
0: And you gotta stand in the same footprints in your socks as everybody else has. So now you're getting fungus on your (sighs) feet.
1: You get athletes' foot just going to Cleveland. Yep. It's unbelievable, bro. Yeah. So so now I go through this thing. I walk through, and when you do pre-check and clear, you can leave your belt on. You can leave your Ooh, computer in nice. your bag. You yeah. can leave your shoes on, everything. Uh-huh. So I go through the thing. It goes, oh, your belt buckle is, uh, you know, it, it flashed. I go, of course it did. It's a belt buckle. So it goes, I've got to do a check of your groin. So I'm not even kidding. Really? Pretend this is my groin. The guy goes, sir, I just want you to know i got to check your groin and your inner thighs. And I go, really, dude? And before I could even kind of put up an argument, he literally takes his hand and rubs it hard on the front. And then with the back of his hand, he goes back and forth on my meat. No. And then goes up and down on my meat, and then goes on my inner thighs and up and around. Whoa. And I'm sitting there, literally, I'm fucking going into the red zone. I just got, like,
0: like, violated. That's crazy. Like,
1: what right does this guy have? If I was just walking down the street and a random guy just said, hey, can I touch your groin? I'd be like, are you crazy? Right. So I'm going through an, an airport. Yeah. And some random human I don't even know, one second I'm just walking, now some guy I've never met is literally rubbing my groin how did you
0: feel how did that make you feel i was furious yeah
1: i literally felt violent my media went i'm I'm gonna sue
0: these people yeah yeah like is that they have that on camera they i bet you you could (sighs) you should say i want you to look at the footage of this guy examining yeah because that is really because i had heard they take the back of their hand and they go near it but I've never heard of them making contact This
1: guy before. was right over it, Jeez. on both sides of the hand, up wow. and down. And I literally felt like like physically violent, like sexually yeah, assaulted.
0: Right. right.
1: And, and it's not so much that he did it to me specifically, but the fact that they have the right to do that. Right,
0: right.
1: Like at what point when you see a belt buckle, do you go, oh, there's a belt buckle, there must be a bomb or a machine gun in his pants?
0: Yeah. And did he... Did he play Lou Rawls or dim the lights or anything, or did he just go straight in? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You were no you were okay. I'll be I'll be honest.
1: Um, when I went when I flew back that night, we went to uh, Ruth Chris Steakhouse, you did. candlelit uh, table in the corner. Wow! And they didn't play Lou Rawls, but they played some Air Supply, and we slow danced right by the salad bar. Wow!
0: Yeah. Did you meet his parents that night? I
1: did. They were there over at the other table. They were like toasting (laughs) us and it's unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable.
0: Yeah. Oh, things really went to the next level. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't know why I'm so mad now that you break it down for me. Right. Have you ever
0: had that though? Or they've like. I've had. Well, have you ever been molested? You look like you have. I have. I was not molested as a child, as far as I know. I mean, I could have a suppressed memory. But the ones, the memories I have, don't include that.
1: Okay, good. But, but don't I, forget, you were on opium and eating out of a dumpster. It wasn't
0: opium; it was opiates. Well,
1: same sounding word.
0: No, opi- opium is like Sherlock Holmes or like Chinese. Yeah, you
1: know. opium is sort of like it's opiates, but you add the yum on the end because they're so good, they're as so you good. attested. So it's right. opium Yum. So, so you were molested.
0: No, I was not. But, uh, but I do get my prostate exam with my doctor, and oh. I honestly believe, and I talked to a couple guys last oh. night who said you, they no longer need to do that because with the blood test, they can now tell if your prostate is swollen. And, that, and my doctor continues to do it. And when he goes in, he goes in all the way to the knuckle, and then he wiggles it around, and he leaves it in for a while.
1: Like he's dialing a rotary phone?
0: Yes. And the worst part is the last time he did it, he was squeezing both my shoulders really hard while he did it.
1: Was there any Lou Rawls playing or Candle?
0: Bill Withers.
1: Were his parents there? In the corner. Bingo. Were you wearing a belt?
0: Not for long. Yeah. Not Not around my waist.
1: Welcome to the club, guy.
0: Jesus. Yeah. Are there meetings for us?
1: There's meat. <laughs> the ings will come later.
0: Is there yum? Yeah. There's a little yum oh, in there. Yeah.
1: There's bum. <laughs> yum bum. Come. Oh, too, I, had to, too I forgot, far. I forgot on, about guy. your podcast God, has limits. Unreal. Oh, yeah. So you still do that? Or did you tell them no more?
0: My last inspection was about a year ago and I think when I go in this time I'm gonna I'm gonna request that he not do that hey you know what he does it and then I'm sad for like two days why I don't know I can't explain it but I get really bummed out and sad and confused for like two or three days
1: yeah it's it's weird when you think about people who enter the medical profession yeah and it's such sort of an elite place to, to be. You know, doctors are, you know, schooled, they're educated, they're smart people, they put in a lot of time. And cut to having to stick your finger in a complete stranger's bum. Yeah. Like, yet he's wearing a white coat and there's a degree on the wall. <laughs> yeah, right. I think I'd rather be a garbage man yeah. throwing people's trash away yeah. every day. right. Then some guy named Larry walks in, and I just get my finger and put it in his bum. Yeah.
0: And you don't know if Larry showered before he came. You don't know if he moved his bowels perhaps you don't know that if morning. He had lunch at Carl's Jr. Right? Even yeah, right. it's yeah. just so weird. I think if somebody was going to come into my office and I was a doctor, I would go out to the parking lot and I would look for Carl's Jr. wrappers in the car before I did it. Yeah. <sighs> Because you could unleash something. It's almost like you could uncork. Yeah. And then there could be a disaster in your office.
1: When he did it, when he does it, it, it's a yearly thing? Yearly. Is it in his office or are you in an examination room?
0: No, it's at his apartment. He's got a place in Marina Del Rey. Balcony? That's what he calls it, yeah.
1: God, nothing like having a finger up your house during a California sunset. Yeah. Wow, the seagulls flying through the pink sun, and yoi! Oh, it's almost like a seagull call. They all look over. Yeah. Getting your ass reamed there, buddy. And they dive. They dive for a mackerel, and you just watch. Finger wiggling up your ass.
0: It's like he's waving at them through oh, your bum. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes going, it
1: comes out your hi. mouth, and he just goes like that. Yeah. And fly in, and have a snack
0: I think it's a worm oh god yeah pro
1: stuff god i only did that once
0: the the prostate exam Yep. oh you I, should you really well now you don't have to you can get the blood test but you should be checked yearly because if they catch it early then prostate cancer is not a big deal but if they miss it you can die really but fast. see here's where i
1: don't get it when and i'm not a doctor maybe you can explain it to me you've done it every year how does sticking your finger in someone's bum and wiggling around help you know if there's cancer?
0: Well, I think that they can touch your prostate and they can feel if it's enlarged.
1: Oh, that's what it is?
0: But, and not to, use, not to throw that word around mm-hmm. lightly, when they push down, and I'm not making this up, sometimes you ejaculate a little bit of semen. And when they are trying to get a semen sample from a man... They will do the prostate and push down, and then you will expel it from your penis.
1: And you're only doing this once a year?
0: He's pretty booked up. He's very popular.
1: <laughs> wow. Would you do it? Could you do that kind of work? To somebody? Yeah. Like well, you wear a
0: glove. You're not going in there with your fingernail. Yeah, out a dirty finger. I don't now.
1: care if you've got a baseball mitt on. You're putting yeah. your hand up a guy's ass. Yeah. Could yeah. you do it?
0: The baseball mitt is a good idea because if they do then defecate, you can catch it. Yeah.
1: Right in the old bread basket, yep. the loaf. Yeah. Get that loaf in the old bread basket. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I'd do it with an asbestos welder's glove. Like, What's- I just, I don't think I could do it if I was Ben Grimm the thing. Yeah. Like with that rock hand. I I don't, if I was Iron Man, I don't think I yeah. could do it.
0: Yeah, So So you don't enjoy if a woman does that to you?
1: Is your doctor a woman? No. No, no, I don't enjoy it. Maybe if a woman did it. Yeah. Then it's more of a date yeah, than yeah, a doctor's yeah. right, appointment. Right, right.
0: Then you turn your head around. Yeah. And look him in the eye. Then it's like a night out on
1: uh, Tinder or a yeah. night out on Bumble. Sure. Bumble fumble in my bumble
0: yeah stumble they, that's the that's the app for old people stumble, stumble.
1: <laughs> <laughs> i've fallen i can't get up.com <laughs> god have you noticed as you get older your balance going a little
0: Oh hell, especially in the morning when I walk. Really? The, when I walk to the bathroom in the morning, what? I feel like I'm on the moon. Really? Just, I'm just back like, and forth like a baby deer. Just like, <laughs> like, where's that fucking toilet? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah, it's like I'm drunk. It's crazy, oh, like wow. a, like a one year old. Yeah, like a drunken one year old. Oh god!
1: What? yeah
0: why do you get that do you get it all day or just in the morning
1: no but i just noticed as i'm getting a little bit older like every now and then the balance goes a little like you're just like oh why did i sort of have a little wobble there yeah i never that never would have happened before yeah
0: did you feel the earthquake last i was away oh it was good was it a good one yeah it was pretty good it was like i was in my office You've been in my office, right? In Santa Monica? Yeah,
1: I did your podcast there once. Yeah, Yeah. so
0: it felt like there was somebody drumming like really hard on the wall for a while. It was like, it was like. Like that. How was it?
1: I'm getting sort of a sense of it, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Maybe just. (laughs) Oh my God, that's
0: terrifying. No, people were dancing.
1: Oh, it was like yeah. a beat. Yeah, yeah. A good oh backbeat. wow. Yeah,
0: like a funk, like a George. Oh, it was Klink like a thing. disco quake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> that'd be funny if you're walking <laughs> yeah, in the street. Yeah. and There's an earthquake and everybody just started dancing. Yeah.
1: You open the door. Casey and the Sunshine Band are on your driveway. Shake, 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 shake your, your booty, shake your, your booty.
0: booty.
1: Oh, dude, Those isn't really it days. good to laugh? Do you have a yeah. moment in your life? when you were a kid that you can remember a time when you just laughed uncontrollably? Like, was there ever a moment with your buddies where you just, yeah. you 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 thought it would even almost kill you? It was like one of those laughs that just, you it wouldn't stop. Yeah. And then one of your buddies or something you saw, it, it would happen again. And then you'd think, I can't laugh anymore. And then it just, yeah. it's like the best feeling in yeah, the world. Do you yeah. remember any of yeah, those? Yeah,
0: I remember uh me and my brother, who's he's thirteen months older than me, okay. so we spent a lot of time together and we Could laughed have just a lot. said a year. Irish twins—that's what they call it when you're a year oh, apart. Wow. Yeah, and so my mother used to yell at us a lot, and we were <laughs> upstairs and we used to play nerf basketball, but it was full contact. Like one guy would just run to the hoop and the other guy would try to tackle him and you yeah. try to put it in. And so we were playing that, and she started yelling at us. But she was yelling, and he was at the top of the stairs, and she was at the bottom of the stairs. And I was laying down so she couldn't see me. Yeah. So I loved that he was really getting it, you know. And yeah. she was screaming at him, and I'm fucking laughing. Yeah. I'm dying. I'm like, this is the best. Yeah. And then he starts to he starts to to grin, and he's trying to hold it back, but which is the best? Oh yeah, you when you're not, you're not allowed. allowed to laugh. Oh, it's gonna say that. Yeah. And so he can't laugh, and then she goes. What are you giggling at, Mr. Snickerface? And then I You're fucked done. that. You're well, done. That was it. The two of us fell down on the ground wow. and it went on for till my stomach was cramping and you right? can't breathe. Yeah. Isn't it the best? Mr. Snickerface. Oh wow <laughs> And she was only like five foot two. Oh. But she was from the Bronx and she was very tough and we were afraid oh. she'd slap us just randomly. You're scared of her. That
1: was the beauty of it because you knew suddenly it was forbidden. Yeah. And so that made you – somehow you had to suppress it. Yeah. And that made it all the more wonderful to do it because you knew you weren't allowed. But then your brain was kind of going, well, how can I be disciplined for something so utterly joyous?
0: Yeah. So you you almost knew –
1: they can't spank me for laughing. Yeah. Laughter is joy. Laughter joy. is a beautiful. They're not. Gonna, what are they going to hit me for this? I, I had a very similar one when we were driving one time. We were on a long drive, and me and my cousins were in the back seat. Yeah, and we started giggling at something, and it wasn't that funny. Yeah, but it annoyed my aunt who was sitting up front. She goes, "Will you children stop laughing?" <laughs> And so that ratcheted it up a yeah, notch. Yeah, yeah. And then it got so ridiculous. She said, if you don't stop laughing, I'm pulling over the car and you're walking home. And then it was like, we were just like buckled over, wheezing.
0: It's like Mary Tyler Moore, which is top yeah. three sitcoms in history. And the number one episode was when there was a clown oh. and he got hit by a truck. <laughs> and so they were reading the news and yeah. and and... I, they start, they started laughing at so they went to the funeral and and they were at the funeral of a clown that had been run over and they weren't allowed to laugh. And Mary Tyler Moore, trying not to laugh at the clown funeral, it's <laughs> one of the greatest moments oh, in television wow. history. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I had another one where I was when I was older, and I'll ask you the same question, but I had one when I was like a full grown adult. Like yeah. this was in my I think it was in my forties or something or like late thirties. And I was up in Toronto, and me and my buddy had done a gig, and we wanted to go to a strip joint. Yeah. So we we got in a cab, and I just had the. There used to be this thing. It was like a little plastic jar, and it had this putty in it, and you'd push the putty, and it would make the air escape, and it sounded like oh, the yeah, best yeah, yeah, farts I know exactly. you've ever yeah, heard, yeah, yeah. I know like exactly the most realistic right. farts, and they're loud, and you could. They were long, and they're. So we're sitting in the back of the cab and we had some, it was a foreign guy, some, I don't know where he was from, but it was a foreign guy in the front driving the cab and we're sitting in the back and we're just talking and I put it, it was like, right? And you just see, the go. Oh, what the hell! Like that, like, yeah. and we realized he thought it was real. So then we just kept, and I just kept doing it. And the fucking guy I'm not, he got so mad, he rolled down all the windows, and he literally was driving, and he stuck his head out the window. that was driving, and he went right up on the curb because he couldn't, he didn't know where he was going. And we were buckled over, dying, dying, like tears. He was so. And he st- what what was funny is he kept driving us. Yeah, that's what made yeah, us yeah, laugh. Yeah. See, he didn't pull over. Right, he had but He, job did, to he do. did all these evasive maneuvers, yeah. and to see him with his head out the window like a dog, sticking his head out the window, and he was livid. He was he was so incensed. I guess maybe in Europe to fart in front of someone is even like sacrilege or something.
0: And you just kept doing it. Oh, we did
1: it, and we were you know just when you thought we can't oh. do it anymore because the guy he's he's so mad. Yeah. And then you just go, you know what? Fuck it. And you, and they like, oh, just gold.
0: I had a, a story. Me and uh, Dana Gould, who's the, the best. Oh, yeah, Dana, yeah. I'm Dana Gould. Yeah, he's so he's clever, that guy. I'm telling you, probably about 20 years ago, yeah. we, we were co-headlining the San Francisco Punchline together. Oh, yeah. So they send us off to a radio interview in the morning. It's like, you know, 7 o'clock in the morning, and we get up. And we do this radio interview, and we come back, and we get into a taxi to take us back to the hotel. Yeah. And we're talking to the taxi driver, and he's like an Eastern European dude. And yeah. we're No, 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 no. He was a Middle Eastern guy. And uh, we're driving back, and we're talking to him. And, it, you know, we're kind of clicking, and we're having fun. And, yeah. and then so we pull up to the hotel, and I go, uh, I guess you, uh, you want to come up and uh, party with us? You, you want to come hang out? me and my friend and he's like what i go you know just three of us will come up to my room and no 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 <laughs> and we get out of the cab and we couldn't stop laughing we just Dana just did not expect that and we we that was one of those times we just couldn't stop yeah and at the end of the weekend he gave me a graphic novel that he found in a bookstore yeah. and It was called hollywood homo that was the title <laughs> of the book and i have it on my bookshelf to this day wow yeah
1: i know man people it's just i'll tell you my last one is we we were out i was out with this kid i used to work up at this camp yeah and we we're at this camp and i think it was about 17 and there was well, there was always there's always the fat kid at the camp of course. you know the one yeah. fat kid yeah.
0: place catcher
1: yeah <laughs> and so we decided to go out canoeing uh-huh. and so this kid obviously with uh, his weight it made it a little yeah. precarious a little awkward and obviously the kid liked to eat so we went out, we had a fishing rod, and we get way out there on the lake, and we start fishing. And up in Canada when I was growing up, they used to have these Kraft cheese commercials yeah. where it was like they were, you know, it was before the days of like clever advertising where everything was humorous and yeah. catchy. It was just a guy, and he had this sort of real monotone voice, and he'd go, you know, they'd show the cheese, and goes, Kraft cheese, take a casserole and sprinkle Kraft cheese over the top. With the craft cheese, you make a craft cheese casserole, like really, like these really dry recipes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we get out there, and then just for some reason, I said, imagine if I hooked into the guy from the craft cheese recipes uh. and started reeling him up. And as we're <laughs> reeling him up, it's this guy in his suit, and his, as his face breaks apart, he's like, "And another delicious craft cheese." It was the dumbest thing, but we lost it so hard, dude. I'm not kidding. The whole canoe started shaking. The fat guy was just out of control. We were dying like tears. We almost tripped over, and I swear we would have drowned in that lake. It's just like the weirdest thing make you
0: laugh. That would be a great – anime. you should do a little animated short of that. Oh, God. I had my uh, my friend Matt Malloy, who yeah. you, you might know him. He's an actor. And yeah. So – When I came out, I came out (laughs) I was living in New York. It was probably like 1998 Yeah, and it was the year of the uh, El Nino and so it was rainy and so I come out and I'm here for pilot season so like, you know, I'm getting no luck. I'm going out on auditions. I don't know how to act and and it's, it's awful but then I get, a, I get a, a private gig in New York at this restaurant. It was like a, it was like a good amount of money. Back then, I didn't, yeah, I didn't make a ton of money. Yeah. So, so it was like, uh, I don't know, I was getting like $3,000, and I was very excited. Yeah. And so my girlfriend, who's my wife now. Oh, is, really? We, we, we lived Does she
1: to, know about this?
0: No. I'm going to pop the question this week. She doesn't know that you have yeah. a
1: girlfriend and it's her? No. Oh, dude, you better clean that up.
0: Well, also, when she finds out that she's my wife, she's going to wonder about this girlfriend that I have. Dude, this is
1: getting messy. Yeah, Dude, clean it up, dude. You don't want your wife to leave you for the girlfriend. No. Because then you'll be stuck with the wife.
0: That's right. So, she's back in New York at the apartment. With your wife? (laughs) (laughs) And so, and they're starting to catch on. Okay. And so... We had just bought an apartment, and so... The wife? No, the girlfriend. Okay. It's yeah. getting messy,
1: but yeah. okay. So... But she would. she's going to be the wife.
0: She will someday be the wife.
1: But at this point, she's the girlfriend. She's just the girlfriend. Does she know she's going to be the wife? No
0: idea. Well, I think she has an inkling.
1: Okay, so now you have to tell her about the girlfriend. Yes. Wow. Okay. relationships are not easy, but keep going.
0: And so... I fly in, and we got this apartment, and then... uh,
1: You flew in because it was pilot season?
0: No, I flew in. I was leaving pilot season in L.A. to go to New York to do this private gig at a restaurant for $3,000.
1: Sounds like a lot of flying going on during pilot season. (laughs)
0: That's right. (laughs) And so we go out during the day. I'm so happy to see her because I'm miserable. Yeah, and we're walking down the street, and uh, we get to um, Jennifer Convertibles, and we go inside, and we we I said, you know what? I just made a shitload of money. Let's just buy a fucking new couch. Wow. And we look around, and we pick out the fabric, and you can customize it. I got the you know the 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 piping, and I got the cushions, different colors, and the pillows, and wow. order the whole thing.
1: So you're and, gonna put a couch in the front of your convertible? It didn't come with a seat.
0: Well, it's a big car. Okay. Yeah. And so, I go back to LA and I'm staying with my friend Matt Malloy. And oh. I go, he goes, "How was New York?" I go, "It was great. The gig, the gig turned out to be really fun." Yeah. Uh, I got the money, and I said, and I went out, and and me and Aaron uh, bought a couch. I bought a brand new couch. I said, uh, you know, it was like yeah, the, the piping, and I got the cushions, different oh. colors and pillows, and oh. and he goes, "Wow, how much? How much did you pay for that?" And I go, uh, "It was like a uh, twelve hundred dollars." And he goes. Dude, that's amazing. Usually for twelve hundred bucks, all you can get is like some piece of shit from Jennifer Convertibles. And there was a pause (laughs) where he looked at my face and he saw the sadness. (laughs) And then he realized that I got it from Jennifer Convertibles. Oh damn. And it was it was fifteen minutes. Like we didn't even say another word. We just played that out and just the moment was so
1: did you at that moment though immediately go because obviously he dropped you down a notch in yeah. the snack bracket, yeah, right? Yeah, you yeah. thought you were buying the elite. I felt like a big deal. So did you immediately go, oh shit, I wonder if my future ex wife slash girlfriend knows that I bought the shitty couch at the place.
0: Was she in on it? I at that time. She was my girlfriend, so I felt like for a girlfriend, that's a perfectly good it's couch. All she deserves now. Yeah. If she told my wife that I had bought the yeah. couch for twelve hundred dollars, as as a wife, I think she would have been very let down.
1: But it was stayed the girlfriend, probably. Right, right. Got it. Yeah. Speaking of money. And gigs. Yeah. And writing. Sure. I always wanted to ask you this, because you're a writer. You've been here before. We talked about your book. Mm. We've talked about you writing on Ellen. We've talked about your all your writing. Yeah. I always wanted to ask you this. What's the one thing that you haven't written yet that you want to write? Like, if someone said, here's a million dollars. You have six months to write the novel you've always wanted to write what what would it be about what what's the story you always sort of played with or wanted to write or even even the the area the genre the topic is there something
0: i always wanted to write a big comedy you know yeah. something that appealed to a lot of people like to me the blues brothers and stripes and okay so a sorts, movie yeah i'd yeah. like to, i'd like to write a movie and yeah. the plot of the movie is that You're at the MTV Music Awards, and there's uh, two managers backstage, and one is like a Suge Knight kind of. He represents hip hop guys. he's he's dangerous. And the other guy is kind of like a Dave Becky character. Dave, yeah. You know, he's a big, powerful guy, and and you know, and they've both got clients that are on this show, and so they start having this kind of big dick contest where, where one goes, "I'm a better manager. I'm a better manager." He goes, "Hey, how about this? We make a bet: one million dollars." I give you my worst client, you oh. give me your worst client, and in a year, whichever one is more successful, that guy wins a million dollars. Right. So now the Dave Becky character, he's got this this lesbian folk singer that's his <laughs> niece that he's doing as a favor, and she's she's just, it's not working. He, he doesn't know what to do with her. You can say it. Jewel. It's Jewel, and she's in a van. Yeah. And that's the hard thing because you can't get in touch with her. There's no phones <laughs> in vans. Yeah. And then the Suge Knight guy has this gangster rapper that even he even he's afraid of him. He's a fucking dangerous character. Yeah, yeah. and you mean
1: like a violent guy? Oh yeah, yeah. He's He's like living the thug lifestyle. He's in a gang. Yeah, okay.
0: So they give each other those clients, and then you watch Dave Becky try to take this guy and put him into you know the rock venues and opening for you know Three Dog Night. (sighs) Wow. And then you see the gangster rapper with this folk singer and he's putting her up at his, you know, nightclubs where there's black acts going up and it's very aggressive and she's dying. And so... Uh, it's a fish out of double fish out of water yeah. scenario, and then eventually the 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 black rapper and the folk singer see each other, and they have this like kinship where he loves her writing, her storytelling, he thinks yeah. it's profound. Oh, I and see. She says his, his charisma, and says this guy is unbelievable. I wish I could do that on stage. Yeah. And they form this weird tenuous friendship, and they start to get to know each other, and then they start doing a thing called folk rap where they work together. Right. And it becomes huge. And meanwhile, the managers are both ignoring their other clients because they're so obsessed with this bet that people are leaving them. And this is all they got left now is this one client. And at the end, they have a hit. And then they find out that there was a bet going on and that they were given away by their managers because they didn't like. And so they go on the MTV Music Awards. They win best album and they fire both their managers from the stage. Live. Yeah.
1: This is like almost like a star is born. There's elements of a star it's is a born lot like, but in a whole different kind right, of
0: or trading places. Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, so now the question is, why haven't you written that? It's a great idea. Do you like it? Yeah, I think it's yeah. really great. Yeah,
0: and think about the casting. Think about finding like a, a really cool folk singer yeah. and a really great rapper. And well, just
1: br- also bringing the element of music in. Yeah, current music. Like, and and when do those two genres of music ever meet? Right right dude i, th- I mean I'm, I'm asking for real why haven't you written that or will you ever write that do you think
0: um i'd like to write it but i think i need to find i need to find the talent first and i need to write it with them i want them to be in less enlisted in the in the pride in the creative process
1: what about because i'm going to be honest that sounds like an excuse to me
0: I think you're probably right. I should write it.
1: I think you should write it. Yeah. And you bring talent to it, and talent goes, I love this rap character I can relate to, it, but let's now adjust it to who yeah, I am. Yeah, if yeah. I'm Fitty Sant, let right. let's take what you did. Keep the, the structure of the script, but now yeah. let's do it in my voice. Because right. I think if you wait around and go, gee, I'm waiting for the talent. Yeah. Well, what talent's going to show up for something that doesn't exist? Yeah. I think I, you gotta get on it. I, guy.
0: I'm good at co writing projects. Oh. So I do I do think that I'd like to find somebody to write it with. Maybe a
1: country writer.
0: I think a black writer.
1: A rap writer, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Funny,
0: but not the country writer. I've written on a ton of black shows. That for some reason is my niche in show business. And really? Yeah, I wrote yeah. for Cedric the Entertainer, I wrote for Patrice, I wrote for uh Jamie Foxx, Wanda Sykes. I don't know why, but like once you get one job writing for a certain type of show, yeah. they the industry just thinks that I'm the guy who writes up. <laughs> oh shirts. yeah, when I look at you, hey, I John see Crockett, black all I, over but you. That's yeah. what's so crazy about it is I'm not. I'm not even like a big fan of uh, R and B and hip hop. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I
1: look at you, and you're this close to being like a hip hop like ER <laughs> it's gang crazy. member. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. I know that's hilarious. But
0: That's what happens. And but uh, so anyway, I've gotten to know a lot of really great black writers, and yeah. I think I need to get one of them because also it's very sensitive in Hollywood right now. If like as a white writer to write a black part, you know what? Though I would
1: submit to you, fuck that. Yeah, forget that because yeah. see that. Someone else. What you just said is you, it's difficult to do it because someone else might call, seem say that it's racist yeah. or it's culturally inappropriate. But that's them saying it, right? And when I see artists, when I see create, I say you do it. Yeah. You're not a racist. You know you're not a racist. You know you love all people. So
0: you just write for people. No, it's like Scorsese with yeah. the Killers of the Flower Moon. They yeah. wrote a Native American yeah. movie that was respectful and was yeah.
1: amazing. You do your best. You're not going to be perfect. Right. But are you going to tell a black person not to write a white story? Yeah. Are you going to tell an Asian person not to write a white story? Right. All that stuff is just noise. Yeah. And so what we're doing here today is we're knocking down a lot of these barriers that are holding I you like back. It. I and, like uh, it. Uh, you I should just do it. I think you you're 100%
0: right. And, and, and there's no harm or foul. Try it. Just right. write it. Try it. And then see see how it goes.
1: Think about it. I'm I'm going to put a challenge to you. Because I usually have you on the show about every five to six months. Yeah. I'm going to just throw this out here as a creative challenge. Okay. Next time you're back, a spec script is a hundred pages. Somewhere in six months. How about Kim? an
0: outline? A very detailed outline. That's like 10, 20 pages. 20 no. pages.
1: No, I'm going to stick with I'm going to say spec script. Really, a hundred pages. Think about it.
0: All right, nobody sees it but you.
1: That's my challenge. You're the only person. That I'm reads pushing it. you. Okay, I'm pushing you to do this as accept, a friend.
0: I accept your challenge. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I
1: love it. I, like I hope you challenge. do it. And yeah. if you don't do it, I'm not going to be. I'm not going to look down. Okay. On it. I'm not going to. But I think sometimes you need someone to kind of push your gears right. and motivate you. Right. And so I'm hoping that. You step up to the challenge, you deliver, and at the end of it, you have something beautiful, and it turns into something because nothing from nothing equals nothing.
0: Yeah, it's true. And you know, when you're when you have something to do, I just feel better about myself. That's right. I carry myself better. I have a sense of purpose. I find that when I've got a project that's hanging over me that I'm, you know, chipping away at, I can do other things. I find all of a sudden I'm writing more stand-up. I'm uh, I don't know. I'm more present. Because your present.
1: confidence clicks in. Yeah, you you yeah. realize you're doing something. You're applying. You're, you you see that what you're writing is flowing, that right. it's good. And you're like, well, so is everything else. If I can come up with this, I can come up with other things. Yeah. Now, that being said, I'm not going to pressure you. Yeah. I'm not even going to bring it up. If I see you at the clubs, okay. I'm not going to. Because no one needs that. Right. That's too much. But uh, next time you come back, I am going to ask you if you've done it. Okay. And if you haven't, I won't be mad, but... I hope you do. Okay. When you think about all that time, we talked about it earlier. You know, you think about the time you spend on TikTok or the time you you spend three hours watching the Super Bowl. How many pages of that script could you have written in three hours? Probably eight or nine. Yeah. And now you've only got 85 to go. Yeah.
0: And also, now that I've put it out there, somebody else might write this, so I better hurry up and write it.
1: Yeah. And if you believe in it, if you love it, and and uh, you know, someone even hearing this might go, you know what? I like Greg's idea. I'm going to get in touch with that cat. Yeah. But anyways, it's just me saying, hey, go for it, dude. I like it.
0: I like it. All
1: right, let's get down to our final segment. Jesus, already?
0: Are you serious? I know
1: that's how fast it goes when you're talking about loafs in the ER. And well, we still got this. (laughs) All right. Words from a wooden (laughs) shoe. You remember this? (laughs) you reach in here, buddy. You pull uh-huh. out a word yeah. and see if there's a story from your journey okay. anywhere that you can share with my seven or eight viewers, and <laughs> see what uh, comes up.
0: Most exotic place. Oh, here we go. Ooh. Here we go. Most exotic
1: place. Could be geographical. It could be uh, a faraway place. Could be a, a hotel room. It could be anything. Yeah. A jungle, a forest, a building. I mean,
0: jungle. Definitely, when you think exotic, you immediately think jungle.
1: But for you, what what is it? Could be your doctor's office with you bent over the printer. Mm-hmm.
0: That was exotic. Yeah, it was erotic, not exotic. Yeah, sometimes
1: those words are real close, just like two butt cheeks squished together.
0: <laughs> Most exotic place. Okay, here we go. On my uh, on my honeymoon.
1: With your girlfriend or your wife?
0: Uh, had just recently broken up with my girlfriend and gotten married.
1: To your wife? Yes. So both of them were there?
0: No, I broke up with the girlfriend because I I was married and I felt that my wife would resent. I think she'd resent. I mean, who knows? People but have different kind of arrangements. did you felt- say
1: your girlfriend became your wife? Yes. So they were both there, guy.
0: No. You yeah. can't have a girlfriend and a wife. Well,
1: tell that to... Most of the people here in Hollywood. Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, so so we go on a honeymoon to Bali in Indonesia. Oh, Yeah, I've been there. Have you been there? It's pretty amazing. I think it might be my favorite place in the world. Yeah. And we get there and, uh, and it's super cheap. We're staying at the Four Seasons in Jimbaran, Jimbaran Bay, it was called.
1: Oh, he's great. And
0: yeah, Joe, Jim. And, uh, And we get there, and we stay the first three or four nights in this fancy five-star hotel where we have our own cabana. And the cabana has a pool outside of it. And then there is all all this beautiful outdoor furniture, and and they have somebody who's just for you who waits outside. And you ring a bell, and they'll come in, and they'll bring you food, and they'll do anything. And so we're just enjoying that. And then we said, all right, let's go see the country. And so we... We get we hire a driver, and the drivers all everybody there has the same name in 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 Bali. What is it? I can't remember. It's like John or I don't know. Somebody should email you and tell you in in Bali, like because the family name like they all have they all from the same family and say so this, this.
1: Wait 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 wait. Every person there has the same name. Yeah yeah. And you can't remember it? You <laughs> called everyone the exact same name yeah. and you can't remember yeah. calling eighty yeah. people the same right. name. Okay. Yeah. I want to get some pills going, bro. Okay.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna get back on the uh the the uh the uh Flavin or whatever it was. So Yeah. So we get in the car with this guy, yeah. let's say it's Tom. <laughs> yeah, okay. And we get in, he's got a van, he's got a minivan. Oh. And he drives us and we go to uh Abood, which is like the uh, artistic center. It's like a, it's like all artists. Yeah. And you know, it's it's um, I went it's, there, it's, Hindu. Yeah. it's Hindu. It's Hindu, so there's different castes in the Hindu faith. Yeah. And they, and it goes from the Brahmins, which are the the upper caste and it goes down and one of the higher castes is actually the artists class. Right. artisans which right. we would be considered artists as wow. performers and so they live in a bood and they just sit around and they make art and we've got we've got balinese art all over our house we Whoa. bought so much art when we were there wow the and wooden stuff have, like yeah yeah teak yeah. statues yep. and carvings and yep. things oh uh, and you know picture frames that are just the most ornate wooden yeah. carvings yeah yeah and so we uh, we spent a lot of time there and then we drive down to—I uh, forget the name of the town—but a monsoon hit. It was crazy, and we were paying this driver what? ten dollars a day, <sighs> and he would drive us from town to town. So we drive two hours, yeah. And we went to the first one. He dropped us off. We go, all right, thanks a lot. We give him the ten bucks. He goes, no, 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 you pay me at the end. I'm like, well, yeah, we're here, and he's like, no, 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 no. I stay, I stay with yeah, you. Yeah. So. We realize that, like, we're going to be there for 10 more days. Yeah. And he's just going to, he just sleeps in his van. And then he drives us to the next town the next wonderful. day. Wonderful. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. And so we get to this one town and there's a monsoon. And the hotel we were supposed to stay in was like flooded and we couldn't stay there. And the roads were flooded. And oh, so. Oh, my God.
1: There must have been toms everywhere.
0: There was a lot of toms just floating by. Yeah. Tom McCann, Tom wow. Carvel.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah. Tommy Lasorda well, was there. A lot of, everyone was named yeah. Tom. Yep.
1: Wow, okay. Tom so Can. Yeah, you said him. Yeah. Did I? Yeah, you said him. But you forgot. But you forgot
0: the guy's was name. a lot was of Tom's. A lot
1: of Tom's. So, so monsoon hits. So
0: we stayed in Tom's van with what? him overnight. No. In, in a monsoon. What? Yeah.
1: What did that smell like? Not good. Yeah. Not good. Oh, that had to smell like Hershey's chocolate bars <laughs> and like crocs. Yeah. Armenian Crocs. Yeah, yeah. and, and uh, wow.
0: yeah, a lot of a lot of rice. It smelled like rice. Wow. Yeah.
1: Brown or white?
0: It was brown. Racist.
1: Yeah. Um Wow, how long were you in the van?
0: Just overnight, and then we got out the next day.
1: Imagine you got out and there was a bumper sticker on the back that said if this van's a <laughs> rock and don't bother knocking. <laughs> Then you'll remember his name.
0: <laughs> oh, dude. He patted me down. He said he was from Clear. It was weird. He said he was from Clear, and all of a sudden he's got the back of his hand working all over me. Oh, he's like, Tom, what's wrong with the front?
1: I got to tell you the funniest Bali story. Bali. Well, it's my show.
0: Okay. <laughs> Is it Bali? It's Bali. What did I say? You said Bali, <laughs> like it was the shoes.
1: <laughs> the casino. Yeah. So I go to Bali yeah. with my sister. Nice. My older sister, Megan, and she loved that movie Eat, Pray, Love. Uh-huh. So there's a, there's a very memorable scene in Eat, Pray, Love where Julia Roberts goes to Bali and she's trying to find herself. She's empty. She's left New York. She feels soulless. And there's like a shaman or a soothsayer or some kind of spiritual guru guy. There's a lot of them there. It's guru. Guru.
0: What did I say? said guru. <laughs> well, it's my show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying things the way I
1: want. <laughs> Wikipedia. It's, it's my like, guest today, Wikipedia. It's like, just like
0: you're from another I country know, or something. I know. Yeah. It's so
1: bad. So anyways, there's this, this guy, Katuk uh-huh. is his name. Yeah. And he's a real guy, and they used him in the movie. No. Yeah, in, in E, Pray, Love, they used a real guy. Tom Katook? <laughs> yeah, Tom uh-huh. Katook, bless you. And you have to drive <laughs> out to the country, and he's got his little temple set up. Yeah. And what happens is people go in, and they sit with him. And in the movie, he's this very deep, it's a real guy. They, I don't, I don't know how they got him to do it, but... He's this real guy, and he's he's very deep, and he's philosophical. And he's sitting with Julia Roberts, and he's like, "Your life is like a butterfly. You know, you just have to open your wings and flap, and let yourself go." And and Julia Roberts like is on tears. It was beautiful. Somehow, the guy was an incredible actor, but he's a real citizen. He's not like an actor guy. Beautiful scene. Julia goes and sees him a few times in the movie. My sister finds out he's a real guy. He lives there. She goes, "Can we go see him?" So we got the same thing. We got some guy named Tom. He took us out in his car. We had him all day, drove us all the way out to see this yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get there, and it's the end of the day, and there's three other people ahead of us oh. to see this guy. Right. And because he's sort of a celebrity now, people are lined up, and a lot of Westerners from New York and from America think he has the answer to life. Yeah, yeah. So we get there, and I'm not as enchanted. I'm like, you know, I know the the entertainment industry. I'm like, okay, yeah. it's nice, it's cute. It's kind of interesting that he was he's really this guy in real life. And, yeah. and so we get there, and these two girls from Chicago are sitting with him. And he's on a mat. We're in his temple, and there's water dripping, and there's koi fish, and the chime music's going. It's outdoors. You can hear the crickets and the monkeys in the background. And this guy is this old Guys like only got about three teeth left. And he's sitting there and he's touching these girls' legs. They've got shorts. He's, oh, you're a very beautiful girl. <laughs> and he's rubbing. He's, oh, you're, you're, you're going to have a husband. And why don't you have a boyfriend? Yeah. And, and it was like I thought this guy looks like he's sort of drunk and getting really touchy, yeah. almost like the guy at the airport the did clear. with me, yeah. right? And and I'm going, oh, this is sort of creepy. And then so they go off, and my sister's like the last one of the day, and she sits, and her eyes are just full of. And this guy goes, he goes, excuse me for a minute before we start. And he goes behind the wall, and he's just, I swear to God, he's like. Oh. Like, he's <laughs> coughing up loogies like I've never heard. Like a truck driver in Bakersfield can't even get that loogie, right? And he's farting. He goes behind oh, the wall. He's wow. just letting him rip like, yeah. he, like, fuck, he just had a night at Carl's Jr. <laughs> and it was the, my, my sister sitting there. And then she comes and he sits and he starts, like, touching my sister and all. It was the creepiest fucking thing ever. And my sister was so sold on him because, you know, he did it with Julia Roberts. She sort of had this glazed look on her as I filmed the whole thing. And she she sort of didn't realize
0: till after how creepy it was. Uh. And we were just dying laughing. Oh, that's great. The weirdest thing. He couldn't wait till the end of the day. He oh. Couldn't wait for the last customer to go oh. fart it up.
1: Oh, but I think he was doing it all day. Like even those girls from Chicago were
0: kind of looking yeah. a little p-
1: p- perturbed. Wow, it was hilarious.
0: Was he expensive? I can't remember. Yeah. I think I think nothing it, was expensive over there. Yeah, it it, so it was great. great. It
1: was great. But um, but anyways, great stories to end on, buddy. Um yeah. Greg Fitzsimmons. I'm looking forward to that script if you decide to do it. Yeah, That's I'm going to do the script. Little little bit of homework for. You. I've never. I've never done this with a Harland Highway guest, but a little bit of homework. I think it's a
0: good new segment. Challenge yeah. your guests to something, yeah. and see if they step up.
1: Well, meanwhile, tell the folks, Greg, as you know, is a writer. He's a stand-up comedian. He has a couple. You have a couple of podcasts. I have a podcast right?
0: called Fitz Dog Radio that yeah. you've been on yeah. too many times yeah. to even count. Yeah. Love and then- it. Uh, Sunday Papers comes out on Sunday with me and my buddy. Do you know Mike Gibbons? My yeah, buddy? yeah. When yeah. we
1: did your Irish show last year, you had him oh, do a sat right. and he was right. hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and you guys read the, the, the headlines, yeah, right? Of yeah, the newspaper, different yeah. sections, business, yeah. entertainment. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And then Childish, which I do with Allison Rosen, who I think you also know. I don't think I've heard of this one. She used to be Adam Carolla's sidekick for a long time. Yeah, is this a new podcast? It's about four years. We talk about kids raising kids. Oh, it's a kid one. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And then I got some stand-up dates coming. I'm coming to uh, Portland Helium. Yes. February 22nd to the 24th. Yeah. That'll be really fun.
1: Awesome club. Awesome club. Then I'm at
0: the Rec Room in Huntington Beach on March 1st. Is that a new club? I'm going to set you up with it. It's just a one-nighter in Huntington Beach, and they give you the whole door, and it's fun. Great. Really good crowds. Love it. Yeah. Then I'm going to be in, um, uh, I'm going to see my mom after that.
1: Where can we get tickets for that?
0: La Jolla Comedy Club, the Comedy Store, March 8th through the 10th. Great club. You know, I've never played that club. Are you serious? All I hear is what an amazing... It's amazing. I just,
1: for whatever weird reason, I've never played it. It's right down the road towards San Diego. And all I've heard my whole career is I've never done it. Well... I got to get in there You got to get in there. Um, Oh, yeah.
0: And then March 16th at the Hollywood Improv is the annual St. Patrick's Day show that you headlined last year. Last year, year, yeah. I got to tell you, we had Bill Burr on the show. We had Zach Galifianakis. We had the best comics, and everybody talked only about you after the show. Huh? You you had the most transcendent show. You just came up there, and you were such a gentleman. You sat there for the whole show. <laughs> yeah. And I think I had to ask you to move spots to later because- yeah. Because did, somebody yeah. had to get out of there, and I you think were, it was Bill. Bill you Burr t- came in. Yeah, total gentleman about. Yeah, it.
1: Well, do it a special night. I'm an Irishman. I, you know, I support that night, man. But then you
0: brought it all up. You were talking about other people's sets, yeah. like you tied the whole night together, uh, yeah. and it was fantastic. Oh, thanks great. for having me, yeah. man.
1: Yeah, that's a, it's always. As I told you this last time. It's we're both Irish and. There's something about connecting to the Irishness. You yeah, know? It, yeah. It, it, there's something about that sort of Irish brotherhood. So, right, So, dude, right. thanks for having me. Schlauncha. And And uh, anything else
0: we want to mention while no, you're here? No, just, That's you know, it. be good to each other. That's all. Like call that. your mom. Everybody call yeah, your mom call if she's still mom. around. She's still around. I talked to her on the way up here. She, she, uh. She got pulled over yesterday by a cop because she had an expired registration. She's 82. Oh, God. She's a little tiny lady. She puts yeah. the seat as far forward as it can go. Yeah. And uh, they pulled her over, and she had no registration sticker. Left the lights on. Two other cops showed up. I guess she had, like, an old ticket she didn't pay. Oh, yeah. And they were going to take her to jail. And they towed her car. And what? she had to call a friend from a parking lot and have her pick her up. And it was all... Florida cops are real assholes. She
1: should have just rolled down the woods. You better not pull my car away yeah. there, Doodle Face, or whatever. What would she call you? Uh,
0: snicker, Mr. Snicker, Snickerface. Mr. Snickerface.
1: <laughs> that would have done it. Dude, amazing. Right. Well, let's hit the theme music. Everybody, Greg Fitzsimmons. Check him out. Check out his podcast. Go see him at all the clubs he mentioned. It's at uh, gregfitzsimmons.com.
0: gregfitzsimmons.com for tickets. Yeah,
1: check him out. He's the best. Thanks for being here Thanks, again, buddy. Thanks, You're the best. Uh, that's it for now. Go write a script, everybody, because he's going to. And until next time, chicken chow mein, baby. Thanks, buddy. All right. Want to go get a uh, a Carl's finger? Jr.? Well, I was going to say the uh, finger. Yeah. But maybe let's do the Carl's to Jr. Start first, with that. Yeah, and then see where it goes. Get the finger. Yeah. yeah okay. Ha <laughs> ha!